a Radio 191 FM podcast. And I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Sarah Harper. Um, Sarah Harper is the writer and performer of the one-person show about riding horses, The Shit Kid. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Kia ora. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, good. Excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to be here in beautiful Dunedin. <laughs> it's actually really nice today, which is good, as you've just landed, I hear. Um, so I'm glad that we can welcome you with this beautiful weather oh, rather than... stunning. <laughs> ...the reputation we have. So can you tell me a little bit about The Shit Kid? Yeah, sure. So um, The Shit Kid is... Um, it's a play, and it's um, about sibling rivalry. Um, it's about Olympic dreams, um, Mark Todd, and um, a very sexy horse. Oh, <laughs> intriguing. Well, I actually have a horse in the show. Um, it's like a hobby horse, and it cost me $600. No way, yeah. really? Yeah, it's like the best, most luxurious hobby horse you've seen in your life. Interesting. Is a hobby horse is like... It's is one it of those things you build on? It's like the um, it's like a stick with the, a horse head, you know, like oh. the godfather with the... Yeah, so it's like that with a stick. Just and so normally you get them from like the warehouse for like fifteen bucks, and they're like little little horse head, and then kids would like ride around in them. But this one is a premium one made for um, fin- people in Finland, teenagers in Finland. There's this thing where they do competitive hobby horsing, <laughs> and what? you need to look it up on YouTube. It is a real good time. And so these like teenagers, they buy the, they have these hobby horses that are like really like beautiful and like realistic and like quite luxurious. And then they run around with the hobby horse between their legs and then they jump over jumps. Like So it's like athletics doing the high jump except they're making it harder for themselves by like riding on a hobby horse. Wow. So that was really inspiring to me um, from like just this pure spectacle of it. So we've weaved some of that into the show. Wow. And it's surprisingly exhausting, especially because I'm wearing a pair of red band gum boots when I'm doing it. So... Yeah, Good job. Oh, it is. I just get. I do. I get. It's. It's very puffy business. <laughs> Was the hobby horse? Did that come in knowing about these Finnish teenagers who do competitive hobby horsing? Did that come before uh, you wrote this play or after? Actually, after. Because I always. It was always about sort of like the equestrian. It's about equestrian, right? And it's one of those sports that. If you don't come from a lot of fa- uh, money, like a family with a lot of money, you, you're very limited to how far you can take it competitively. Like, you know, you, you can get to a certain level, but if you want to start, like, competing internationally or do, doing the big stuff, you need a lot of money behind you. So it sort of was inspired by that those sort of elitist sports and how how it, they, they're not really accessible to most people and no matter how good you get you're, you're not gonna you're not there's just you're not gonna get far you know like Bruce Springsteen's daughter is in the American Olympic team and you know like Zara Phillips for the you know like these are the people who make who can compete at the Olympics in equestrian <laughs> yeah yeah so I started out that was the sort of inspiration is sort of exploring that idea of um what if you're good at something, but you don't have the, um, you don't come from the right background? 
But then, like, last year, with all the stuff going on at the Olympics, with, you know, like, Simone Biles and stuff, and, you know, the, the tragedy with Olivia Podmore, you sort of just, like, realise that actually... Why is this a dream that we're all being sold anyway? Like, what is it about the Olympics and the, these sports that, you know, we're told that this is what we should be aspiring to and we're told that this is what success looks like. But these people who um, are in that realm and achieving this, they, they're not having a good time. They're, like, they're not being looked after, like, mentally or anything like that. I mean, they're not, like, able to just go and eat McDonald's and... And, and do the sort of things we do. So it made me go, okay. I started looking at the story differently. And yeah, that's how the shit kid kind of, that's the sort of idea behind the shit kid. Mm, a fascinating, I feel like it's a well needed approach to kind of this area as well. Um, yeah, even I think just success in general, I think that, you know, we the way, I don't know, I don't even know when it kicked in, but like, you know, our parents' generation were just sort of like, we're told to like just be humble, get on with it and all that kind of stuff and then like our generation was told you should reach for the stars and you can achieve anything if you just work hard enough and you know the sky's the limit and all that kind of stuff but I mean it's not actually true and it's sort of that thing of like history is always told from the perspective of successful people so it like it's exposed like the idea of success and ambition and what like ambition really makes most people miserable (laughs) yeah Mm. I also hear that sibling rivalry is a big part of the show do you have siblings yourself you know what I do but we don't have that dynamic like I've got um two sisters and I'm the oldest so um you know I like and we just we are so not competitive (laughs) like we just we we can't we just don't really care um, so it, it definitely doesn't come from my own experience um, of that. But in the play, um, Shani has a twin brother who is an Olympic rower. And so they they, they live in Te Awamudu, um, and the parents basically had to decide, you know, these are really expensive sports, so it's like, who do you back? Like, do you... Do you just say, no kids, we can't afford for you guys to play these sports? Or do we say, look, Nigel is clearly the talented one. We'll do what we can for him. But you, (laughs) you're just going to have to try and make it on your own. And yeah, so I I found that quite interesting, the idea of twins um, kind of being, you know, like those creepy twin studies from the 50s where it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like he kind of gets plucked out of obscurity and sent off to Olympic camp and his parents have to kind of try and keep up with it all financially and it's a struggle but you know he he really does make it and then she doesn't and she thinks that if only she had this really fancy horse um she would also have that success oh I see yeah fascinating so this was self-written how long did it take you to from starting to begin the ending that's well, <laughs> uh, well I start I did my um my masters in script writing in 2017 and as part of it I wrote a short play and it was just a 10 minute play and uh that whole like this whole idea for the shit kit actually came from that 10 minute play and it was called Goldmine and it actually was um performed in at Otago University oh, in goodness. 2019 as part of the UNESCO Cities of Literature Festival oh. so that was awesome and like 
you know, the the students um, put on the production of that, and they were just such awesome people, like amazing performers, and just like lovely, passionate, enthusiastic um, people. Like I just love, I love theatre nerds, especially young theatre nerds because they're not like jaded yet. <laughs> So that was that was awesome. So so that was you know so 2017, 2019, and then it was uh, last year that I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to write this as a full length play. And then I kind of spent the the first half of this year uh, workshopping it with um, Carrie Green, who, who's an amazing, amazing, amazing um, director and actor. Um, yeah, but she she's so she's so. Are much more successful than me that like it's really hard to like even get in the same room with her like you know she's been like uh, filming um, what's it called Under the Vines you know the yeah yeah so she's in there and um, she's in um, Mystic which is actually another horsey it's like a young adult horsey show um, that's on, on TV which like which made us laugh that you know she's doing two horsey things, but um, <laughs> yeah, but she's amazing. She's um, incredibly talented and uh, really helped bring the whole thing to life. Because um, my background's in stand up, and if it wasn't for her, I literally would have just been standing in stage and like with a microphone, just telling a story. Where she's like made me get a bloody hobby horse and run around like a maniac, <laughs> and we've got like fight scenes and um, with myself. But <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, it's must be really like relieving and exciting for it to be being performed because have you run this show before yeah yeah so um we uh did the uh, not Dunedin, uh, the new zealand fringe festival which is in wellington so we did that in uh last month and so we're just lucky enough that it's sort of we managed to do that before covid really hit yeah wellington so it was great like um got um you know, lots of people came along and got nominated for the um, Tour Ready Award, which is, you know, for touring. Didn't win it though, so I don't get to tour with it, but I will anyway. I just don't get it paid for. <laughs> uh, what's it like doing a one-person show and being up on the stage with just yourself to bounce off? Um, I, I love it, It's but it's it's something that, like, you know, you, you start really small, right? Like, first time I did it, I did, like five minutes or something doing like stand up and then next thing you know you're doing eight minutes and then that grows into 10 and then you're doing 15 minute sets and you know how it goes but eventually you start you just you just have the capacity you start writing more material then you have capacity to sort of keep things going a bit longer um so I I have come from that stand-up background but um I kind of put it aside for a while because um I don't know I just got a bit sick of it really a bit bored I found it quite limiting and that like your only measure of success is are people laughing mm. whereas I personally like I mean it's fun getting laughter but I wanted to just be able to tell a, a good yarn and, and write a good story that worked from a story perspective without being limited by going right shit has someone laughed in the last you know 10 seconds because if not um, I feel mortified kind of thing yeah so like it's serious you know there's funny bits it's serious bits it's it's been really challenging, but I've loved it. It's been really cool. Yeah, awesome. That sounds like such a great experience. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, it's been really cool, and um, excited to be in uh, Dunedin. It's um, really cool, and um, our uh, Amarai is just um, in Karitani at, at Pukitaraki. So we're um, going to head up. Me and my sister, my sister and my son, my older son, have um, 
come down to Dunedin with me and so we're all going to go on a like, little road trip tomorrow and we're going to go, um, they're going on like a field trip to go look at more bones in a, in a river. So um, yeah, we've got, like, we've got lots of exciting things, things to do while we're here as well. Yay, that's awesome. Yeah. To make the most of oh, absolutely down here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really exciting. Awesome. Um, will there be anyone else that you'll be going to see at the Dunedin Fringe Festival? Um, I'm going to actually just get out, I'm going to go through the programme and basically just go see everything I can while I'm here. Um, I know that um, uh, Tereda is on after me. Uh, he's like, I'm the six o'clock show, he's the eight o'clock show. He's awesome, a lovely, funny, very intelligent person, um, always hilarious. He's been around as long as I can remember. He's an absolute pro, so I know that uh, his show will be amazing. So I'll definitely be going to see that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So when, what times are the shit kid and where's the location? Where can we catch the show? Uh, so it's at the uh, Emerson's Festival Theatre, which is the, um, a fringe managed venue. I think it's like a pop-up venue. So it's on Prince's Street. Um, it opens on Sunday at 6pm, so it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 6pm. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool, like, people could go after work or after uni and, uh, you know, you're not going to have a late night unless you want one afterwards, but it won't be on me. <laughs> That's always a big win, you know, got that choice out there. Yeah. To catch the shit kid, uh, you can grab your tickets from dunedinfringe.nz slash events slash the shit kid. So that's where you head to get your tickets and all the up-to-date information on those times. Thank you so much for talking to us today. This has been really lovely and I'm really looking forward to seeing your show next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.